Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we got Buddy Heels, real name from the Sultan of Stack Dick Life when we come back. All right, here we go. His name is Shivano Rainier Heel. And the reason why they call him Buddy Heel is because somehow his mom thought he looked like Al Bundy. I'm married with children. But he's buddy. I don't get it. Oh, wait. I made a mistake. The son's name was Bud. Not Al. Yeah, not right, Al Bundy. Right, see? My bad. You do have my man dick life dirty. <laughs> okay. He hit me back and he straightened it out. I was like, man, how can he look like Al Bundy? He teased the hell out of it. I got to give it to him. He teased the hell out of it, and then uh, he delivered, and then I'm sitting there going, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense, and then he finally corrected it. Uh, we've been saying some really nice things about uh, Brian Scalabrini lately, and I assumed that was the reason that he agreed to come on the show, and then I just found out, like, he's moments an ago, he's an employee. What do you mean he's company. an employee? He's like an NBA insider now for Radio.com, oh, well, our company. Scal. So here he is, the White Mamba. You're working yeah. for the working for the company now, huh? Yeah, I'm a company man. I'm uh, joining the team at least now until the playoffs are over, and maybe into the draft a little bit as well. Well, what happens then? What are you like a free agent again? You're going back into the uh, free agent pool? What are you talking about? Yeah, low commitment. I don't. They don't. People. It's hard for people to lock me in for long term. No, Scout. You're playing this long term type of guy. You're playing this right though. Short term deals. It's a way to maximize your dollars. You learned something from yeah. Max, right? He's all about that stuff. Uh, well, because I wasn't a Max player, I do. I try to get as close to the Max as I possibly. <laughs> your your personal Max, Scalabrini <laughs> <laughs> Max. Who are you talking about? You were a Max player. It was just the last four minutes of a game. Oh, That's, don't give me yeah. that. That was cruel. That was well, cruel. Some people would say I maximized every ounce of talent. There you go. All right. Uh, way of we've been complimenting you lately because you've been really honest about this team. So you need to be honest about this one because we can't figure it out. So you're around uh, green teamers, the Celtic fans all the time. We're astounded here that people are constantly calling up even when he plays great and rip Kyrie Irving. Do you get that when you hear from the hardcore Celtic fans because where would this team be if you didn't have this guy, Scal? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily get that, why people would rip Kyrie. You know, like, everyone, at least a hardcore fan, should recognize that some of the games he sits out are lesser-tier opponents. Those are the ones that are going to have, obviously, a jaded record. The team does play sort of a different style, but to me it all comes down to, if you guys remember last year, people were really excited about that team and how hard they played, and I got it. But you know they only won one road game last year in the playoffs. And Tyree, to me, has won the ultimate road game. He went into Golden State and beat the 73-9 and Golden State Warriors at Oracle for Game 7 of the NBA Finals, and by the way, hit the biggest shot of the Cleveland Cavaliers franchise history. So clearly it doesn't matter to him. 
going on the road and closing the deal. He also won a game five on the road. So I loved I loved last year's team. I really did. But they had struggles at times, game seven at home against Cleveland, scoring the basketball. And then also going on the road. They were not a good team. Milwaukee won every road game. Now the scenario is different. You need to go and win on the road. I think Kyrie is the answer to that. You know, do you um do you get annoyed with uh, Kyrie Irving pregame speech, postgame speech as much as we do? No, I don't care about that kind of stuff. I know, but I don't, don't you do, do you? Okay, so we just talked about Kyrie Irving, the way people think about him, the perception. I mean, I feel like someone should kind of grab him and say, "Okay, here's yes. some here's some here's some Chris Sale tape. Here's how Chris Sale goes about his business." Now, don't look at you know David Price. That's another one. Uh, but here's Chris Sale because I feel like he. I feel like he makes things worse for himself by by continually talking where he should maybe just have, see a period or an explanation point and then just be done with it. I mean, there's probably some truth to that, but don't don't we love athletes who are authentic to who they are, whether right or wrong? Like, I, I get it, right? We all in the media, we want athletes to keep it real because it gives us great sound bites. But then what about the ones that just go out there and say the – you know, hey, hey we have, the teams were tough today. Both teams played hard. You know, we just got to be better tomorrow. It's like it's good for writers writing their story, but I want to know how guys think. Now, does Kyrie maybe say too much at times? Yeah. But I like guys like Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris who keep it real, who are frustrated when they lose. Like, it's in sports, and when you lose, you should be upset. Like, we don't want to see it well – hey, man, we got 82 games, let's just go on to the next one, even though that's what keeps you out of the news. You know, Scott, one of the frustrating things with me is that I feel like this group in two, three, four years from now will look back as, at a wasted season because I, I don't expect them to just flip the switch. Uh, just how disappointing is it when I, I look at this team and it's tough to like. You know, I like the last couple years, even though they weren't as talented. Yeah. But it's, just, it's tough to like this team because I feel like they're underachieving and, and I don't see them figuring it out. Interesting. So, give me your scenario. First round loss to Indiana. I think it would be a dogfight more than more than possible, and I think Milwaukee. Uh, listen, I think they can beat Milwaukee, but I, there's nothing that I trust about this basketball team. Their kryptonite is adversity. Yeah, so I'm with you on that one. The one thing I I like really don't like about this team is when things go sideways. When when the stuff hits the fan, like I love the NBA superstar players that make big shots at timely moments where coaches don't have to burn timeouts or, you know, you, you sort of, all right, man, I'm going to show you guys why I'm a Hall of Famer, not just an all-star, not a great, I'm a Hall of Famer, and I don't like how this team responds to adversity. I don't love their shot profile. Think about the, the Sixer game the other night. The, we had the dust-up between Smart and MB. Mm-hmm. Okay. The 76ers, to me, are an inexperienced team. That at times they lose their focus. But did you see what they did? Gave the ball to Embiid, he went to the front of the rim. Gave the ball to Embiid, front of the rim, front of the rim, front of the rim, front of the rim. So what we did, Kyrie did get to the rim once, and then we proceeded with four jump shots. Now, I'm not okay with that. you got to know the officials are going to call fouls during those times. When things get testy, everybody in the NBA knows that the officials call fouls every time you go to the basket because they don't want things to get out of control. Why we settle for jump shots at that time is beyond me. Now, I think during times when things get tough, you've got to have an aggressive mindset. I think we take the same shots when things are going well, like heat check type of shots, as when things are going bad. And that's where 
that's the only real beat I have with this team. The rest of the stuff, I'm not bothered by it, but I'm not sure in the playoffs when things are, you know, everyone's awareness is much heightened in the playoffs and the good shots and the bad shots and all that stuff. I'm not sure this team is not going to revert back to being like a really good team in the playoffs. Well, let me ask you about the the approach to it then, okay? Because those are the X's and O's. You played for really good teams. Uh, if your team had a 28-point lead and you ended up screwing up and losing by 11, like the Clippers, the next time you face that team, you're going to kick their ass, okay? Because you're a good team and sure. you've got that in front of you. The Denver game, same thing. Where was the attitude? Sure. I thought the Sixers the other night, they should have been focused. They came out like dogs in the first quarter against the Celtics. What what is missing there? Are these guys too young? Is is that what Kyrie is talking about when he's talking about the approach and how these guys approach the game? Uh, you know what? That's a great. That's not just the Celtics. Maybe like you know, it's funny. Like two weeks ago, social media was blamed for everything, but maybe the league is full of like a bunch of front runners. And when things mm-hmm. are going well, they play well. And when things are going bad, they just like they they they, they blow. 28-point leads. And maybe because of the AAU generation of playing 90 games in the summertime, and if you're not with this team, you'll just go with that team. You're not with that team. Maybe you don't care that much about winning and losing. Like, the the message from our greatest player, our generation, which is LeBron James, he clearly doesn't care about the regular season. The last four seasons, he hasn't played any defense at all in the regular season, and he flips the switch. So if you're a, a player, an up-and-coming player, and you're watching this unfold before you, then all of a sudden – you think like, oh, yeah, regular season doesn't matter, even though you're not as accomplished as a guy like that. It's the reason I really believe that Giannis Antetokounmpo is a, is, a, is a league's best player. The guy was selling CDs on the street. He's not jaded by AAU. And what does he do every night? He plays hard. That's it. He's a two-way player that plays hard, and he doesn't like to sit out games just because. Now, sometimes he gets hurt and he misses games. But, I mean, we're simply in a time where if dudes play hard, and they're talented, and they're two-way players. They're literally a top-five player in the NBA. That's where we're at right now. Yeah, and I think you're talking about front-runners. I thought we saw it last year in the postseason, too, Scott. I mean, teams would go down 10 in a row, and they just say, well, we're not supposed to win. There wasn't any close games. It didn't seem like there was you know, any fight back. But I, what I want to ask you, though, is about Brad Stevens, because we all love Brad Stevens. We know he can coach. But the criticism this year that I would have on him and others may be that I feel like the same issues exist with this team as they did early on in the year. Do the players, are they not listening? Because uh, it just seems like well, I would get to them. They would get to them by now. Lou, Lou you got to give me those issues because like, you may think there's an issue. And I like I know Brad pretty well. That He might not think that's an issue. So if How about if, roles if on this team? I got to know what it is. Roles, how about roles on this team, effort defensively? He's never going to do that. He's never going to do that. I'm telling you right now, best version of yourself is not going to limit anybody on this team. So if you want him to do that, that's your hope, not his. Okay, so he's so, not going to explain to a guy like Jalen Brown earlier in the year or nah, or nah. whoever it might be, Terry nah, Rozier, best, that this is what I want from yourself. you? Best version of Be the best you can be. Be the best Terry Rozier you can be. And you know what? In one sense, I think there's a lot of people that might agree with you. Like, oh, man, you know, guys got to make sacrifices. Man, I was with Garnett. Garnett's a former MVP of the league, and he made major sacrifices for us to win in 2008. But Brad Stevens' is not approach is not like that. It's about everyone maximizing your talent. Now, in one sense, you could say that's not the right way to do it. In another sense, it's how this team, with everyone being the best version of themselves, got all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals without Gordon Hayward and without Kyrie Irving. 
So we got to pick one. You can't love last year's team and everyone being the best version of themselves. Mm. And then this year you're like, ah, well, I want everyone to take a back seat. Um, sounds like a lot of Tony Robbins speak. <laughs> sounds, sounds like uh, Brad Stevens is channel Tony Robbins. I remember, no, the last no, one, no, no, I, no, I, no, no, I get I'm it. I just, honest. yeah, me too. It sounds like Tony Robbins, but fine. Okay, one, one last thing for me. And uh, all right, so playoffs coming up. Any changes you would make? Starting lineup, lineup. Who should? It's some guys I shouldn't play as much. Some guys should play a little bit more. Oh, that's a great. That's a great. Uh, that's the best question of the day. Thank you. The rotation. I think it's Brown, Hayward, Rozier, Baines. Uh, am I missing somebody? No, I think that's it. And if, obviously, foul trouble, injuries. Like you know, uh, Ojale will play if we play against Giannis. But I think those nine are what they're going to go with. And it's a pretty good nine. Like, go ahead and. You can fill out any any nine players you want in the NBA. I like that nine in the playoffs, but they have to play better. They have to play. And when things go sideways, they've got to be able to answer the call. Whatever that is, shot profile, get to the rim. They're 30th in the NBA and getting to the free throw line. Maybe it's get to the free throw line. You guys saw the discrepancy against Philadelphia. It's really hard to win games when teams are shooting 24 yeah. free throws in real And I still think the biggest test is, and I think you're right, I think Kyrie will play great on the road. I'm not worried about him. I don't know how anybody else will play on the road. And that's, the, and that's the killer because, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're playing on the road. Uh, you got a three-on-three Scalabrini Classic coming up Ooh. this Sunday uh, over at Roxbury yeah. Latin School, three-on-three. Wow. This is interesting. wants in. the man here because, like, I don't know, for all the kids out there and all the parents that watch their kid play AAU with these 13-man rosters and their kid, like, runs up and down and three people touch the ball. And you know what got me on this was Tommy Heinsohn. Tommy Heinsohn was like, all we did when we grew up was play three-on-three. And I, you know, like, that happened, like, five years ago. And I was like, you're right. You get way more touches. You can't hide. You you know, you get much more of an opportunity to play and get better. Then you join the uh, the big three, which I still play in the summertime and stuff like that. So I've been like a big, big fan of three-on-three. So I hooked up with uh, Shooting Touch. So if you guys want more information on the three-on-three tournament, go to shootingtouch.org. But I hooked up with those guys, and I said, uh, you know, let's do a three-on-three tournament. We're going to be over at Roxbury Latin. It's going to be great. You can be an old head and can't move, and I think the Achilles tendon tears will be way low because <laughs> it's only half court. Should or have, should have doctors. And up and coming. I should have doctors on staff. Ambulance and doctors on staff. What's that? You should have doctors and an ambulance on staff. Yeah, we will. But I'm telling you, like, people can play three-on-three and do it and feel good. And by the way, for all you people that are wondering, we do play international rules, which is such a rapid-fire pace. There's no, like, checking the ball up. You take the ball out of the net after a make. You clear it. It's, It's really fast. It's really quick, so uh, so you can't really go you and can't go back money, and forth. The pr- you can't go check 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 for a little breather. No, we don't check it up. Yeah, <laughs> and all the money goes to Shooting Touch, which is a great Good. organization to help uh, young women here in Boston just like, provide them with opportunities. Good, Good. stuff, uh, Scout. Welcome to the company, and uh, they tell us we're going to be talking to you from time to time At during least. the playoffs. So that'll be good. Yeah, anytime, guys. Oh. All right, Scout. Sounds good. Thank you. See ya. All right, see you guys. Brian Scalabrini, he's uh, part of our company now, Radio.com, and it's all brought to you by the 2019 Mercedes-Benz A-Class. Who gets the uh, 2019 Mercedes-Benz A-Class, us or Scal? Mm, probably uh, that, nobody. That would be one of the salespeople in yeah. the back room over here. They work a deal for themselves. <laughs> all the people on the text line say that Christian sounds exactly like 
Scalabrini. This I want to hear it back and forth. This sounds like Christian interviewing himself. <laughs> Which has happened before. Really? So let's see if we can put some tape together of the two of them talking and see if we can figure this one out. 617-779-7937. More to come right here at OMF. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.